Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, Sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. And we are missing Sam Ziggy Rodriguez we today. We are extra donuts. Yeah, extra donuts. That's For us. There's always a positive. Now, the other yeah. positive is we're missing him because he's actually, it's interesting. He has uh, he's left us just for a, a short period of time. He's gone to a seminar on underwater culinary skills. Oh, wow. So he's learning how to cook underwater. I don't know why. Maybe sushi? You're the raw sushi. <laughs> so you swim with a knife in your mouth and try to catch little fish. I don't know if that's what's going on. Yeah. All I know is it's going to be soggy food at the yeah. end of the day, no matter how you, <laughs> no matter how you slice it. Anyway, we wish him the best. Be and, careful and, if you're in shark-infested <laughs> waters. Sam. He, will, he will. He will be back. I promise. Yes. So, uh, speaking of being back, I don't know that. Uh, so here, this this show marks an interesting point in history really does doesn't it it's the uh it's it's post election night yeah you know and uh and i i have to admit that uh in my lifetime and i'm not ancient i'm not young by any stretch i'm 58 years old but i've never seen a more contentious divided difficult election really you know as a result of a contentious divided <laughs> been brutal hadn't uh it? nation it's been brutal still yeah. is brutal uh it's it's yeah and so uh this idea that once the election night would take place that everything would calm down i no. i i get it i realize the difficulty mm-hmm. uh that that people experience and and uh um and so i thought you know we should do a show that just kind of helps people kind of walk through mm-hmm. what do we do going forward good idea Right, so I know there's um, all kinds of problems in all kinds of different places, and some of them is as bad as you know violent episodes, and some of them is you know just people hating each other and not understanding each other, and the idea that once the election day took place, the nation would no longer be divided, right. and of course you know candidates, politicians will tell you I'm not gonna just be part of one you know nation or one. Uh, one one party or whatever. I'm going to be a president for all people. It's like, yeah, everyone says that, but the reality is, it's always divided. It, it, it is. I shouldn't. It's just been. It's it's just been ugly. It's been, it's been hard. Yeah. So, so I thought, well, we should do a top ten show, and this top ten show should really be just how do we, as well as listeners mm-hmm. to this program, how do what do we do going yep. forward? Mm-hmm. And this is not a political show, so we're not really don't really have political answers here, right? Uh, but we are going to talk about things that that you know. How do we survive in a world, you know, post election? Mm-hmm. How do we survive in this world? Yeah. And again, I I want everyone to understand just how much uh, we decry any kind of uh, uh, not only violence certainly, but but just hatred of the other. Right. I mean, we're we're not in favor, and uh, there'll be no gloating. Uh, and I don't know if, if 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 depending on where you are politically in the world. Uh, whether you think you're in a good place or a bad place after this election, my my point is, all of us as human beings need to move forward right. in a way that unites us, mm-hmm. uh, in a way of love and healing and mercy, and we need that more than ever. And there's really only one source. Desperately, by the way. Yeah, exactly right. 
there's only one source of that, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I Amen. just don't know of any other answer, nope. right? Everything else falls short and terribly short, right? So you're right. We desperately need uh, some some form of healing. But I think where it starts is if we went down this top ten list mm-hmm. of things that you and I have come up with this, and and we this is what Tom and Deacon Jeff think that each individual person needs to sort of. Uh, just do most of these. Yeah. So make I don't, note. I don't. I don't know if you can do every single one of them. You know, but who knows? We're going to find out. I'm doing at least one. <laughs> You're setting low. You got a. You got a low goal. And you'll know it when you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good. All right. I'll know. You're going to raise your hand. I'll raise my hand. Yeah. I already know which one it's probably going to be. But anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's 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 start with number one. All right. So number one is prayer and adoration. Oh, perfect. Now, you know, everyone always says, well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Well, now it's, time, now it's time to pray. I know a lot of people did like novenas before the election, and there were some neat things that were put on in several different yeah. uh, institutions, several different churches, and certainly uh, Catholics were no different. And, and I know that at our parish we had a 40-hour uh, adoration thing yeah. that was going on before the election. and then All I mean, over the diocese. Pr- prayer is powerful. It is. But I think right now we don't need to abandon prayer. No. <laughs> and I think the only way we're going to survive, you know, as Catholics in a country, right, like the United States, is we're going to have to keep praying. Right. And and, and also in that prayer, uh, sort of, I, I say, uh, attached to that prayer is the practice of, of adoration. Amen. Of the Blessed Sacrament. Because that is some of the most powerful prayer when you're sitting before the Lord of the universe, gives you a chance to listen too. Yeah, we don't do. Which well, we need to do a whole bunch more of that. We really haven't done much listening, have we? No, especially, especially to our Lord. Yeah, and so He's got a lot to say. Yeah, uh, and sometimes it requires us to shut up. Yeah. But now my wife doesn't allow the kids to say "shut up," so I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> I just said "shut up" on the air. Is that a curse word in your household? Well, it's it's not. It's uncouth. Close. Do you ever hear that expression anymore? Uncouth. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up, that we weren't allowed to say "shut up" either. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's it's that's it's why rude. I was curious. It's crude and rude yeah. and uncouth. Yeah, yeah. So, so, just so shut sometimes up we to need to shut one. up and we need to listen to the Lord <laughs> in prayer right. and adoration. Right, right. Uh, number two, this is interesting because it's read history, study, and find the truth. Mm-hmm. There were so many versions of the truth during this last election. I don't know that, and I'm being facetious because I don't oh, think no. it was truth. No. And, and I think that we need to do a better job as individuals. We need to commit ourselves to reading, to studying, mm-hmm. and, and finding the truth. Because the truth is out there, right. as Agent Mulder said uh, from X-Files. Mm-hmm. The truth is out there. And, when, and we, it is discoverable. Now, I can already just jump you all to the end and say, like, well, just study what the Catholic Church teaches. Mm-hmm. There's the truth, right, revealed by God. That's true. But people have to accept that. They have to determine that on their own. I, yeah. They can't just listen to me. And this this nation, the, the human beings have done far too much just listening and taking lock, stock, and barrel what everyone says. And the problem is we need to discover on our own. We need to read the classics. We need to, to – and I'm not just talking about secular history, but read history, study history. I'm also talking about church history, world history, human history. Mm-hmm. Understand what it is to be human, because when you do that, then you understand more fully what it is to to be spiritual, to be religious, to realize that you're not just some kind of uh, flesh, you're also spirit. 
Right. Right. And you see that connection. And so reading and studying and finding the truth rather than just uh, like, well, I'm just going to pick a side. Right. We, we got it. That's number two. I think it's important that we're more prepared for our next election or next big decision in our lives. That's true. Right. So let's jump to number three. Number three is civil discourse. Oh, my gosh. We didn't have that. It doesn't exist. It's really, really gotten bad. It's terrible. You can't even speak in families. You can't even talk about, you know, things that are important to you. Right. Without being lambasted. Or, and and I should say this, number three, civil discourse is also, I I have in parentheses afterwards, start with me. That's true. I mean, where we have to start really, Tom, I think, is to say that, like, rather than point the finger and say, like, he or she will not allow me to speak, maybe that's a sign that we need to shut up ourselves and listen. Let them have their say. Let them just go and speak, 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 speak. And then when they're done, then you get to speak. I think a big part of civil discourse, too, is just solution talking. I think we need to talk about solutions versus what we might disagree on. And that may be true. And what I would say is that doesn't mean that you don't want to discover the very heart of what each person is is believing oh, yeah. and, and, and thinking. So I want to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, I don't, cause I don't think you can find a solution until you really know exactly what direction you're going in or, mm-hmm. or what somebody is suggesting. So, but I think it all starts with respect and mutual respect. And we've lost that mm-hmm. on so many fronts. I mean, even in my own family, it gets to be ch- a challenge. Oh yeah. Right. So starting with me, I'm going to, Pledge more civil discourse. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to listen. Sorry, honey, did it again. Said shut up. So number four on our list. Uh, so number one was prayer and adoration. Number two, read, study, find the truth. Number three is civil discourse, starting with me. Number four is acceptance of the other. And I have in parentheses human dignity. Yeah. So why did we come up with this one, Tom? Why do we have to accept the other? Well, a lot of times the other is going to be something polar opposite of what we think they are or what we think we are, and uh, that's hard to do, man. Yeah. Now, you know what? It's, it is hard to do because we want to shut people out. Oh, yeah. We don't want to get to know who they are. We don't know anything about them. Uh, and, I, and I just wonder if... Uh, uh, we also don't understand that they're also created in his image, just like we are. I know. Ultimately. See, that's why I put in parentheses human dignity. Yeah. Because it just tells me that if... I mean, wh- what did Jesus say was the greatest commandment when asked? Love the Lord your God with right. all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And the second is neighbor. like it, right? And if we don't love our neighbor mm-hmm. as ourselves, we don't really love God. Right. You can't love God without loving your neighbor. So we've got to figure out how to love our neighbor. So we've got to realize that we've got to, uh, we've, we've got to learn to accept that there are others. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean to, um, uh, to take whatever it is they believe and, and make that your own. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You're going to have disagreements. We're human beings, right? But we've got to know that uh, you know one of the things that uh, Abraham Lincoln said was that a, a land divided against itself cannot stand, right? Right, and that's true. He also said, and I'm going to paraphrase this. He said, that "I don't like that guy over there. I must get to know him better." See, and and so the truth is, we're divided. We need not to be divided. We are different. And we need to get to know the other. We need to accept right. that there are others, realize they were created in the image and likeness of God, and we need to, uh, we need to spend time with them. That's right. And that's a powerful, powerful thing to do. So we're still in the midst of our top ten list of ways to survive post-election. Not, more than, not only th- survive, but to thrive. To How should we be living mm-hmm. right going forward? Uh, number five, 
turn off the TV and social media. Oh my Step back. gosh, that is the truth. Exodus 90, be perfect for this. Yeah, so I think we need an Exodus 365. We do. We do. What's four times three sixty five? Quick. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, we, it's, it's we not enough. To, we need to. We need to. We need to do some serious exodus. We need to step back um, and not be just totally. And I get it. I I know that there's still all these problems and controversies. I still know. I know that there's you know there's there's pockets of of, of just of anger and bitterness and protest and violence and things that are going to be with us for a long time. Right. As a nation, but the reality is. Sometimes when we just do nothing but watch that, and that's what flows through our veins. Well, it flows through your veins. You just also learn that you're not really thinking for yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's important. You've got to be able to think So we need to be aware of those things, but at right. the same time, we need to be safe and we need all that. I, I get that. But we also don't, don't succumb to it. Yeah. Don't become part of it. So we're, we're just in, in five of our top ten here on our top ten list of, of really survival techniques for uh, post-apocalypse? Uh, no, post-election. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to continue on the other side of a break, but before we take that break, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah, also, if Sam was here, be telling about Facebook and Twitter. Like but, us and follow yes, us on it, Facebook and Twitter. It, it makes, makes a difference. difference. And uh, also, send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, I promise we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski. And this is another great moment in church history. Just imagine what it would have been like to sit at the feet of one of the twelve and hear the gospel proclaimed firsthand from someone who saw, touched, walked, and talked with the Lord Jesus himself. This is just what St. Polycarp did as a student of St. John the last of the beloved apostles to die. St. Polycarp was Bishop of Smyrna and a very holy man. As a member of the second generation of church leaders, he faced many new challenges, challenges even the original 12 apostles did not face. There were many early heresies, challenges to the truth of Christ and the authority of the church. But above all, St. Polycarp was a man of God and he faced these challenges head on his entire life. He was a beacon of truth for the early church. The heretic Marcion, who taught error about the nature, existence, and relationship of good and evil, matter and spirit, challenged St. Polycarp, demanding he recognize his heretical sect. Recognize us, Polycarp, he demanded. St. Polycarp responded, I recognize you, yes, I recognize the son of Satan. St. Polycarp was to give his life in service to the church, just as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A very early document, The Martyrdom of Polycarp, tells the heroic story of his death. When in his 80s, St. Polycarp was arrested, he was offered the opportunity to save his own life if he would simply swear his allegiance to Caesar. To this request, St. Polycarp answered, If you imagine that I will swear by Caesar, you do not know who I am. Let me tell you plainly, I am a Christian. It was ordered that St. Polycarp be burned at the stake. As the fire was lit, witnesses heard a long and beautiful prayer uttered from the mouth of the saint. In part, they heard, Lord God Almighty, I bless you for having made me worthy of this day and this hour. I bless you because I may have a part, along with the martyrs, in the chalice of your Christ. As St. Polycarp said amen, his captor stoked the fire. 
but it is reported that the fire did not burn him. It miraculously formed an arch around him, causing him to resemble what the martyrdom document says was gold and silver glowing in a furnace. They finally had to stab him to death. St. Polycarp's feast day is February 23rd. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. Thank you. Missing our uh, Ziggy Rodriguez, who is in underwater culinary school. I That's hope that goes cool. well. Very creative. Uh, you know what? I hate soggy crackers. So who who doesn't? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's cooking, but hopefully he doesn't bring us any. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that hurt his feelings. All right. Uh, we'll just tell the two million people that are listening right now. Um, so we're, uh, we are, uh, if you missed the first half of the show, you missed a good first half. It was good. Uh, and we're going to continue with a really even better second half, so Heck we'll yeah. be okay. Um, we're doing a top ten list here uh, that we love to do at the Catholic Cafe, uh, sort of how, surviving uh, post-election, mm-hmm. right? And uh, what do we need to do? What do, what do we actually do? Right. Right, whether you're celebrating or whether you are lamenting, right? Whether you're in a deep, dark depression or you're top of some mountain, mm-hmm. these are ten things that we all need to be doing. I agree. Going forward, um, and we'll recount one through five again, which we've already gone over. But number one was prayer and adoration. Number two is read history, study, find the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Number three is civil discourse, starting with me. Number fourth is acceptance of the other, human dignity. And number five is turn off the TV, social media, step back, and as Tom would say, have a cocktail. Oh, you got to have a cocktail. Drink responsibly, of course. Yeah, but, always. But uh, just we need to we need to check out just a little bit. Oh yeah, it's been intense. Just relax, have a nice steak, maybe have something good to eat, and have a nice cocktail, hang out with your wife, your husband, sleep your, in. There you go, sleep All right, in. So relax. so that's the first five. So we're going to continue. I, I, can, I know Easy I, for I, you to I, say. I promised. No, it's not, obviously. Uh, number six on our list. Now, this one's a good one. This one you came up with, and it's good. It's fast. Oh, yeah. Right after having the cocktail. Yeah. Now, it's one thing about fasting, it's another thing about fasting and offering it up. Oh, yeah. Now, you, you, you actually have to fast, fast for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? And, and the whole idea of fasting is uh, I mean, you did Exodus 90 twice. I did. Won't, I won't do it a third time. But you, 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 you know. Well, I've been. I to, don't care who won. I've been to, to, to Philmont Scout Ranch. Mm-hmm. It was pretty tough. It is difficult. It was the hardest thing I ever did in my entire life. Yeah. And uh, and I know what that's like. And I, I'll be honest with you, when you're saying fasting, I'm not just talking about. I mean, when you fast for a purpose, mm-hmm. when you stop and you offer up that hunger pain, and you offer up that lack. Of something that your body is craving that you've become dependent on, mm-hmm. when you when you cut that off and then you turn that into, uh, it's a powerful weapon it when you tur- when you give that to the Lord. Totally. And so we need to fast for our nation, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's the kind of that's the only thing that's going to heal us as a nation. I agree. Is fasting. I mean, that's this kind of thing that like uh, when you're offering that kind of up thing up, and that's a personal witness. Mm-hmm. Right, it's something that you do that you convince yourself. Like when I did, I harping about the Philmont thing. It was so hard, but I'm so glad that I did it, and it spoke mostly to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it so that other people go like, "Wow, you, that was impressive." 
And I know you didn't do Exodus 90, so you could say, I'm, I'm at Exodus 180. Right, no. No, I know you didn't want to have bragging rights. Mm-mm. And, and you, in doing it, you what you did was essentially self-edifying. I mean, it was like right. there to, to preach and to teach you. That's right. Right? And so the same thing with the fasting. It's not... Um, you know, Lord, I'm going to offer, I'm not going to have uh, this cheeseburger, but I want it for those miserable people that, you know, don't know their uh, uh, the right from wrong and all. It's like, no, you need to, for yourself, you, you, need, you need to offer up your fasting for the healing of the nation. Amen. You know, that, that, I, th- that will, I think that will make a difference. Um, and speaking of offering things, our number seven on the list is to offer masses for the nation's healing. Now, most people have kind of stopped offering masses. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of interesting. Now we always have off, you know offerings made for masses. There are, you know, it's, it's part of the church, and so they're always going to be. It's just it's a smaller crowd. I think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of younger folks don't really go and offer masses, and, and I don't right. want to speak and say that young kids don't know anything about their faith or whatever. I will just say that most of the people that come into the office. To have masses said for someone, they're usually older, tend to be a little older because it's it's out of their tradition and their past. But it's a, actually a beautiful, beautiful tradition and past, and it's something we need to keep alive mm-hmm. because the mass is the greatest prayer on earth. It's where heaven meets earth, mm-hmm. right? It is the most amazing thing, and when that most amazing thing is done for the purpose of healing the nation, if that was the offering, it was powerful. Uh, a, I think it's a powerful offering. So what I want to do now is all of you listening. You have to pledge that you'll go out. Promise me that you'll go out and offer at least one Mass for the healing of the nation. I want to go in and visit a parish and someone says, and for the healing of our nation, for nation for which this Mass is offered, I want to go like, yes! That is awesome, man. That would be great. I, 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 we, we need to hear more of that. And that's a thing that we can do. Yeah. Because it's about healing a nation. It's not about healing those poor saps that lost or healing those victorious uh, people that are running a victory lap mm-hmm. you know, who are obnoxious. Right. right, it's about healing our nation that's yeah. broken, and we yeah. and we need that healing. So number eight mm-hmm. is this one's is going to be a little more controversial, I should say. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Yeah, the whole cocktail thing wasn't controversial. No, no, but this one will be. Okay. You will need a cocktail after you hear this one. <laughs> so number eight is pray for the president by name. Now, for some of us, that won't be hard. For some of us, that will be very hard. Can you get around it by saying we're going to pray for the president? Okay, we can, but then you're you're taking you're taking the the easy chicken, way chicken way out. You're saying, "Well, I'm praying for the office of president. I'm not praying for that man." Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He's the devil. I'm not praying for him. Right now, I'm not saying that the. I'm not saying what I'm saying is, it where it gets controversial is people get upset like when they're at mass mm-hmm. and, and someone and someone hears it. the name of 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 the name of the president that and they, they didn't vote for, and they think it, it's all of a sudden it's like, why are you getting all political? Mm-hmm. Can't we just talk about government leaders? It's like, you know what? This the the president of the United States is literally I I I think just by default is the most powerful individual on the planet in terms of in the secular world, yeah. In the secular world, yes. Yeah. Like in terms of world and governments, civic stuff, that guy is or mm-hmm. girl Right, that's that the president of the United States, and so that person needs our prayers, even if we don't like them, even if we didn't vote for them, even if we think they're controversial, even if we think they're the devil incarnate. If we think that, now I hope people don't actually think that, mm-hmm. but the truth is, 
many people think like, well, I think they've been drinking the devil's Kool-Aid, and that may be true. Mm -hmm. Then we need to pray for them, call their name out in prayer so that they'll stop drinking that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Right? God transforms. He changes. He heals. Right? God will not be uh, undone. Mm -hmm. God will do things. And so our prayers can mean something. And if we're praying for a a particular president, so if, if something we don't agree with, Pray for him that he has the wisdom to do the right thing mm-hmm. and do it the right way. I mean that—that's prayer. Don't you know, Lord? If you could just take him out of office, and Lord, if you could just have a piano fall right on top of him, Lord, if that's it'd be a blessing. You know, it's like that's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about pray that the man has conversion, mm-hmm. as we should for every human being. <clears throat> Excuse me. We should be praying for every human being in that way. Some are more public than others mm-hmm. right and some are more influential than others because of that public uh, power authority influence whatever so we need to be praying for them we do <coughs> sorry about that you're getting choked up over it. well because i'm getting it's controversial so anyway so that's number eight mm-hmm. um number nine we need to form our consciences so That's you true. might have thought that was number two, read history, study, find the truth. So there's some book knowledge going on back there, number mm-hmm. two. Number nine is we need to be formed by the church. Mm-hmm. Like if we're Catholic, we need to really be Catholic. And I'm not saying I know what that is. I'm not saying that I'm going to tell you what that is. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is you need to stay close to the church. You need to stay close to the church's teachings. You need to stay close close to the clergy in the church, to the to the, the church fathers. You need to ch- stay close to the, uh, the scriptures, to the catechism. You need to read, and you need to actually be formed by that. And certainly of all those things, you need to be closest to the Lord, mm-hmm. and that the Holy Spirit will guide you. And so that's where we need to find ourselves, forming our consciences. That's number nine. Number ten, the sacraments. Oh my God! We need to stay close to the sacraments. That's what's going to heal us. That's what's going to carry us through anything. The big one, Eucharist. But then the big one. This is the one you raise. Tom's raising his hand now. Confession. Go to confession. Uh, uh, Go to to mass. Receive the Eucharist. Be transformed by the Lord in the sacraments. So these are our our top ten things: prayer, adoration, read history, study, find the truth. Civil discourse, acceptance of the other, turn off the TV and social media, fast, offer masses for the nation's healing, pray for the president by name, form our consciences, and the sacraments. Such a beautiful thing. And you know what? Our Blessed Mother is going to guide us in this whole process. Bless our nation. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at at the the hour hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.